Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. If you're an Eagles fan, you know tonight, last night, probably tonight as well, it was disappointing. And uh, let's just call it as it is. It was not the Eagles' best moment. And we've got our sports guy, Michael Tillery, who's written for Sports Gita, and he's written for Anscape, and he's written for several other publications that let us know he knows what he's talking about. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Tanya. Michael, first of all, Rough one. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna start out by uh, giving you uh, Dallas Cowboys defensive end Demarcus Lawrence's assessment of the game last night. Here's what he had to say. Okay, well, he's gonna he's gonna tell us what he had to say in a minute. But uh, Michael, what do you have to say about last night? <laughs> because it was tough. It was a tough loss. I look at it like I, I look at it like this. You know, just trying to give some perspective to last night's debacle. It was a true debacle. Eagles didn't play well. They didn't rush the ball. The defense is overused. The emotions are worn out. You know, this is a team that needs a nap. That's what it goes down, comes down to it. But if we look at the total season, they have 10 wins. They ran through a gauntlet of teams. They beat Miami. They beat Dallas. They beat Buffalo. They beat Kansas City. They lost to San Francisco, and they lost to Dallas on the end of this gauntlet. The Eagles do fly across the country to play the Seattle Seahawks in a banged-up Geno Smith next week. So that is going to be a tough, tough route. Well let's, well, let's go ahead and hear what Demarcus Lawrence had to say, because he assessed the game as best uh, as anyone can. And I guess he would say this was his strategy or the team's strategy to beat the Eagles. 33 to 13. Demarcus Lawrence curse for us a little bit. Hit him in the face over and over and over and over again until they quit. And when they quit, hit him again. And again, and again, and again. It was big. We needed it. Yeah. Well, that was also Dak Prescott saying uh, that, yeah, they needed that win. The Eagles needed that win, though. What got in their way, Michael? I mean, it, it, again, context is needed here for Eagles fans so you don't have no road raising today and, <laughs> and run somebody off the road, okay? They won versus the Cowboys at home. They lost to the Cowboys in Dallas. That's the reason why you play two games in a division. You know, I'm trying to keep the, the Eagles fan base up a little bit today so we don't remain down despite a bad loss to our most hated rival. I'm sure some people are, are, are straight boycotting social media and watching ESPN and everything else today because you don't want that knife turned in your back as it was last night. The Eagles just lost the game because Dallas had more in incentive to win the game. This was a game that was a defining moment for the Dallas Cowboys this season. The Eagles have been on the top of the hill, catching everybody's toughest blows the entire season. They have played the game of the year almost every week. They were bound to lose a couple of these games. I would say historically that going forward and two against such a gauntlet of teams hasn't happened that much in the, the league's history. 
So the Eagles are in a bad spot right now. I'm sure they got a bad taste in their mouth, and they will continue to have a bad taste until they get another victory. Well, even though they lost to the Cowboys 33-13, to 13, they are still 10-3, and 3, and they seem to, they right now are have the same record that the Cowboys do. So looking ahead to the playoffs, what can we expect? Because really, at the end of the day, if the Eagles were to somehow lose all the rest of their games, they're still going to be in the playoffs. I think we can pretty much say that, even though there are a couple of folks on the bubble uh, that look like they could be problems in all of the divisions. There are these uh, seven and six teams and these 500 teams that could potentially come out of the woodwork. But right now, we look like in the league, we're looking at the Ravens, the 49ers, the Cowboys, maybe the Eagles, uh, and uh, the Chiefs as the ones that are going to be contending in the playoffs. How far can the Eagles get based on what we've seen thus far? Well, if, if you look at if you look at the record, Dallas has a tough record. You know, they they got to go to Buffalo, they got to go to Miami, they're home versus Detroit, and they finish up in Washington. That's a tough, that's a tough gauntlet for them. I think at best they go three and one. At worst they go they go in two and two. The 49ers are at Arizona, home versus Baltimore, at DC, and finish up in Santa Clara versus Santa Clara versus the Rams. You know, they can go four and zero. You know, at worst they can go three and one. Baltimore is a Really tough team. I think they're the best team in the AFC right now. Sure. You know, the Eagles, you know, they, they play Seattle and you know, they play the, the Giants twice and they, they play Arizona. You know, if they win out, they will be the NFC East champs. They won't get by this year, but they'll at least have a, a you know home playoff game. You know, uh, San Francisco is the only team that could probably go over top of them if they win out all of their games. And the Eagles do the same because they'll have the tiebreaker you know, versus the Eagles. Right now, Dallas has the edge in terms of, you know, winning the NFC East right now based on record. But if they they do finish the same as the Eagles, the Eagles will be the NFC East champs. So it looks like the Eagles will, because they have the benefit of the schedule now. And despite what pundits say, who cares if it's easy? You still got to play the games. And uh, unless anyone is really going to step up and play spoiler like the Giants, the Eagles should be able to run over this competition that is coming up. Once they hit the playoffs, though, are they going to be able with some of the things uh, that have been exposed about them? And, you know, really last night with the the fumbles and Jalen seems out of sorts. I don't know whether it's an injury situation. I don't know whether it's a mental situation, but he just doesn't seem like the quarterback that uh, took us to the Super Bowl last year. What I what I see, I see maybe possibly there being some locker room strife because of teams winning so much attention going to certain players and not to other players. That may be a reason why stuff is going on. I don't see the best also out of A.J. Brown. Uh What you won't see, though, is three fumbles from those three superstars in the same game ever again. You know, that'll be something they can put on their own bulletin board. And, and, you know, in terms of, you know, self, you know, judging themselves. Um, A.J. Brown is, is one of the gift, most gifted players in the NFL. There were a couple of passes he could have caught yesterday that kind of would have changed the, the complexion of the game. The same thing happened with Devontae Smith. You know, him, you know, fumbling right there, you know, he was very disappointed in himself for doing so. Jalen also, the running game isn't there. What's happening with the defense? The defense is gassed. They are tired. They're they haven't they're on the field so many snaps. 
because the offense cannot run the ball and sustain drives to give them a rest. That's what we're seeing out of the Eagles right now. Well, these are now, part, these Kenneth Gainwell and, and, and Swift only carrying the ball 15 times. That's that's not good for the Eagles. Well, these are problems heading into the playoffs. Let's hear from Jalen and what he had to say uh, after the loss. It's, it's all about knowing the process and trusting in the process and um, trusting in the guys around you. You know, there's going to be bumps in the road. Going, there's going to be adversity you have to come through, but it's all about how you respond to it. And the beautiful thing about it is we control how we respond to it. And we just have to keep pushing away. That's as simple as that. Okay, Jalen, uh, let's hope that they get rid of some of these locker room issues and some of these problems down the stretch, because for us to be able to make a real run to get back to the Super Bowl, as he says, it's going to be a process, but uh, it worked for the Sixers, trusting the process. Should we trust the process for the Eagles uh, as we come to the end of the regular season? I think we will. You know, Dallas and San Francisco has have both faced their adverse situations this year. The Eagles are in the middle middle of their adversity right now. It's who comes up out of it unscathed. It's who is going to win you know, the NFC. Well, as we do our black quarterback check, uh, there was a really interesting game last night that did involve a black quarter check. Uh, black quarterback for at least part of it. And that was the Vikings uh, Las Vegas Raiders game that ended with the score of three to nothing. The Vikings pulled that win out three to nothing. Joshua Dobbs was pulled early. I, was it because he was ineffective or was it, did he get hurt? Well, you know, he had the, the four interceptions last year. So he was replaced by Nick Mullins, you know, in the fourth quarter, you know, they, they, they won the game, you know, three and oh, but they, they do have some questions at quarterbacks, Joshua Dobbs is one of those guys who's up and he's down, but he's always going to play up. He might make some mistakes when he is highly engaged in the game, despite you know his otherworldly intelligence. You know he will he will bounce back from this. It, it, it really depends on how the coaches in, in Minnesota you know judge this week in terms of his demeanor on the practice field. Now we saw some really uncharacteristic behavior from a black quarterback last night. And that was Patrick Mahomes who lost it. I think you can say after what he said was a bad call during the Kansas city chiefs uh, game. What happened there? Um, You know, I, I really think that was what went on in, in Kansas city is indicative of their winning history. You know, for there's Kansas City Chiefs this year to finally face a road playoff possibility. Kansas City hasn't played any road playoff games since Mahomes has been there. You know, so he's seeing something he hasn't visualized with the team, with this team, and with all the defections, you know, Tyreek Hill gone, you know, Eric Bieniemy, you know, in DC, you know, some of the other receivers that are gone as well. He's looking around and he's not seeing guys who have been in a battle with him. So when he's seeing, you know, you know Tony, you know, being offsides on the play, he was obviously offsides. That wasn't a bad call by the refs. It was a true call. It just hasn't been called so much. It has been called, I think, 11 times this year in terms of receivers being offside. Usually receivers check and see if they are onside by that sideline judge. You know, Tony did not do so. And it cost them the game on a play that was 
one of the best plays we've seen in NFL this year. Right. It was uh, Travis Kelsey going into the end zone for a touchdown, and that touchdown was called back because of off uh, the offensive offsides call on Cadaverius Tony. And uh, the Chiefs lost that game 20-17, to 17, and Patrick Mahomes was not happy about that, nor was Andy Reid. But, you know, at the end of the at the end of the day, you can't blame everything on the refs. That was a close game for most of it. And unfortunately, uh, the Chiefs were not victorious. And so it's looking like they're going to have more of a struggle in the playoffs. Now, is Lamar Jackson right now the best quarterback in the league or is it Brock Purdy? I'm going to make I, you I, I'm going to make you take that hard choice. Which one is it? Well, I, I would I would say Lamar Jackson every time because he doesn't have Debo Samuels or Brandon Ayuk or, you know, George Kittles to run down the field and run over people. You know, he's basically playing with a backup tight end. He's playing with a rookie running back. You know, he does have a rejuvenated Odell Beckham who had 100 yard, 107 yards receiving yesterday. He looks like he's coming back, you know, and he has Zay Flowers who was playing very well as a rookie. Lamar Jackson, to me, is the best leader in the league right now because he's putting that team on his back. He had 300 yards passing, has another 70 yards rushing. He looks unstoppable right now as he plays to the top of his potential. And the Ravens won 37-31 in overtime against the Rams and also... The Broncos won 24 to 7 against the Chargers. Looks like Russell Wilson is on his way back to relevancy. This should be interesting how that plays out. Now, the Sixers play tonight. They seem to be pretty comfortable right now. Uh, how are they doing? The 14 to 7 Sixers are, are playing well. They're, they're getting to the point where they're making adjustments, you know, on their team in terms of their roster. Who gets the minutes? You no, know, Mo Bama has really replaced, you know, uh, B-Ball Paul Reed, Paul Reed in terms of getting in those power forward minutes. Um, Obama is a gifted athlete. You know, he is ready and willing to show up. Joe Embiid is doing the same thing he has been doing, still leading the league, you know, in scoring. You know, uh, Maxie's doing what he has done as well. Nick Nurse has this team ready right in the middle of the pack. You know, they, it's a shame that they didn't get into the, the midseason tournament. You know, in terms of the semifinals and finals, get able to show you know people who they can do nationally. You know, but the Eagles, I mean, the Sixers are right there and ready to to make a move. And we're talking about this inaugural end season tournament in the NBA, the first time they've ever had it. The WM, the WNBA had one uh, last season, and the Lakers were the winners of this inaugural end season championship, which is interesting. Uh, we don't probably have time to go into all of it, but we can talk about that uh, going forward. Well, if you tie it of the Eagles, the Flyers, they have a four-game winning streak going on. So, you know, I, I know Eagles fans are too loyal to give up on the team, but it's good to know that the Flyers are doing their thing on the ice. And we should recognize that we have a Heisman Trophy winner. Tell us a little bit about that, Michael. Well, you know, Jaden Daniels, you know, is the closest thing that we've seen to Lamar Jackson. You know, he's just as shifty. He's even taller than Lamar Jackson at 6'4". You know, he's able to run. 4,000 yards, he's able to pass for 4,000 yards. He's really doing things that we haven't seen since Kyler Murray did so when he was at in, in college at Oklahoma. But, you know, Jaden Daniels won a Heisman Trophy despite losing three games over an undefeated Michael Penix Jr. in Washington that has his team in the playoffs. But Jaden Daniels did some remarkable things. He had an 85-yard run. You know, that really probably locked up the Heisman Trophy 
and you know it showed yesterday. He, he you know he's he's thanking Herm Edwards. You know he's he's thanking Arizona State who he transferred from. You know, and then he went to LSU and he won the Heisman Trophy. He has a great story, and we will see those two quarterbacks in particular high in the draft. Um, next season. Well, uh, Lamar Jackson, also a Heisman Trophy winner, and you see what he has done with his NFL career. And we've got about a minute left. We can talk briefly. We've been following the Colorado Buffs this season. It looks like they are shoring up that offensive line to better protect Shadur Sanders. What's that recruiting looking like? Uh, Because you know they're trying to count Deion out, but it looks like he's picked up some top recruits. You know, he is doing what everybody expected him to do. Now, you know, what really is happening now with this NIL money, and I feel, I don't know this for sure, but Dion being in Dallas last week, I think he's probably asking Jerry Jones for some money. You know, <laughs> this season, you will have to pay for top quarterbacks. Quarterbacks all over the nation are leaving their schools and may play three years there, going to other schools based on the money they are given. Some of these guys or getting one one or two million. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. for Ohio State, if he stays, could command $20 million from another college. Uh. Free agency and college football is here, and it's not going anywhere, and the NCAA has to do something to cut off the policy. Well, Michael Tillery, our sports guy, thank you so much for being on Reality Check with us today on um, Sports Monday, as you are every Monday, and let's hope we have better news next week uh, about the Eagles. <laughs> you got it. Word. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 